and welcome back to the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Ellie Whitby. Ellie's YouTube channel is focused on comedy and sketch videos, as well as making content with her friends. She works at McDonald's and does freelance editing on the side. Her plan is to turn her YouTube channel into a full-time career, and we connected through the Creator Now YouTube course run by Airac, who is one of YouTube's biggest growing creators. We're going to be talking all about why we are chasing our dreams and decided to become a part of the Creator Now community, what travel means to us, tips for starting a YouTube channel, the world of content creators and how we think it will evolve, as well as the importance of mental health. So Ellie, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Excited. Yeah, of course. No, no problem at all. Like I said, just a massive thank you for your time. It's going to be so interesting to hear your perspective about about all things YouTube and uh, Creator Now and uh, and travel and all, all things like that. So we'll get going with the first question, which was sort of what what are your dreams and ambitions and why did you choose Creator Now to help you follow your dreams? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, I think for me, I've always enjoyed YouTube as like a kid, like ever since I've been able to, I've been making like short home movies since I was about 11 and like just post them on YouTube. But I think the big thing for me is I just love creating content and I feel like the best place to do it is YouTube. Like you could spend years and years in university and then spend, you know, how many years on a set, maybe running, getting coffee and stuff like that until you're allowed to even touch a camera in the industry. But with YouTube, you can literally just do it all yourself. And I just think it's a great platform and place that I want to, start a career on fantastic and 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 why creator now what sort of what led you to signing up um I think I became aware of Eric the um YouTuber running the course back when he was doing don't know if you've seen his Logan Paul couch yeah. series yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's when I like became aware of Eric and it's just been crazy to see how much he's blown up over the last year and like his journey of becoming a successful YouTuber within such a short space of time, especially in, you know, 2020, not only was the world like going through the pandemic, but also YouTube's a very kind of saturated platform. It's very difficult to kind of get big on YouTube nowadays. It was just inspirational to see. So when he said he was announcing that he was like doing a course, I just knew straight away that I just had to, I had to get a place on it. So I did. Yeah, amazing. And what what would you say inspires you to create content and make you you know videos on YouTube? Do you have any particular channels that you take inspiration from, or is it sort of you're inspired by I don't know your friends and family with their support? What is it that really inspires you? Um, I definitely say friends are a big part of it because they um are a big part of my videos. Um, but in terms of like actual creators, I've kind of made content a bit all over the place. I, I tend to watch creators that I don't really make content similar to. Like one of my favorite um, forms of content on YouTube is podcasts. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of like True Geordie on YouTube. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I like love his podcasts. Um, I mean, I used to like Joe Weller back in the day, which is kind of, I do like skits. So I guess that's kind of an inspiration that I do take from. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I watch quite a lot of different types of youtube so i can't really say that one specific style of youtuber really inspires me i kind of just take little bits from each youtuber whether it whether it's like the worth 
work ethic or the branding, not even necessarily just the style of content. I just take little bits of inspiration from everyone, really. That's fantastic. It's so good to, yeah, to not just be inspired by one creator, but to take inspiration from so many different, um, you know, types mm. of creators. And I guess that that inspires you to create a whole different set of videos, right? You know, you said you do, you know, comedy, sketch videos, videos with your friends. So I think that allows you to be able to create, you know, like a wide range of content, which for YouTube is is fantastic. And and what would you say that you're mainly hoping to get out of the Creating Our programme? Is it, you know, the community side of it, which is obviously so important, you know, got all the different group chats and everyone's supporting one another and giving advice. Is it growth on YouTube? Is that the ultimate aim? Or is it, like I said, getting tips and advice? What would you say is the, the main, yeah, part of Creator Now that sort of has drawn you to it? Yeah, I'd say I'd say the two main things is number one, obviously, the community, being able to like collaborate and share ideas with a bunch of other people that love doing the same thing that you love doing. Because as much as my friends are great, they all help out with the videos, they love being in the videos, but they don't really understand YouTube or really care about YouTube too much. So it's nice to just be able to communicate and like share ideas with a bunch of people that know can't just love the exact same thing as I do and then the second thing is obviously just improving the content like making the content the best it possibly can be and just learning learning as much as I can from the best really I think that's they're the two most rewarding things out of this uh, course and in terms of just focusing on the sort of community element of creator now obviously well one thing for me that's been so cool is just meeting and connecting with people from all around the world I mean obviously we're from the UK and then there are some people in Australia or across Europe or you know in the US and Canada uh just how important is the like the network of creator now in terms of just building like longer term connections and collaborations and things like that yeah I think I think that's one of the things that puts this course kind of like I was saying earlier, like I think of it in comparison with like university. Going, doing the six weeks course will give us connections globally in the exact industry that we want to be in, and it's not just a matter of like a lot of my audience is actually from uh, the US. So being able to communicate with other US-based YouTubers as well is huge because obviously they they will be in kind of the same target audience as I am so it's great to like share ideas with those guys and also my we each have uh, teams obviously on creator now and a lot of my team are actually uh, Brazilian and I've been to Brazil and it's one of my favorite countries and it's just like it's incredible to be able be able to just we've already talked about going, coming and visiting each other it's just great to have those like connections worldwide amazing and you mentioned Brazil and I guess traveling we'll move on to travel now um what would you say generally sort of inspires you to travel? Um, I'd say the sense of the unknown, not knowing quite what you're getting yourself in for. Can I tend to travel to quite um, I'd, not obscure places, but more not so safe places, but kind of like developing countries and things like that. And I think just. But coming out of your comfort zone can do just great things for like it it's just in, like I encourage anybody that's you know thinking of traveling to just go somewhere alone and just get out of your, get out of your comfort zone at the end of the day it'll be one of the best things you ever do yeah no I couldn't agree more for me 
I took a gap year before going to, to uni and um, yeah, taking myself outside of my comfort zone was one of the best things I've ever done, you know, through traveling yeah. and travel gives you that chance to take yourself outside of your comfort zone. Cause obviously you're, you know, you're getting sort of, you know, different cultures, different ways of life, different time zones, different food, all those things are just so different to what we know, I guess, here in the UK. Um, so what would you say is your, like your favorite part of traveling? Like, is it the people? Is it the culture? Is it the food? Is it the way of life? If you had to pick one part of traveling that sort of you love the most, what would you say? Uh, that's difficult. That. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably have to go with the people just because being able to not only meeting people from completely different cultures and just seeing the way in which they live. It's like we're so used to our normal here in like the UK and what in Western worlds, what we think is normal. And you go to like a completely different country and it's all backwards. Like everything they do is just completely different to what you've known your whole life. And I think also just, I did a lot of volunteering. So I met, I met some people that were from England out in on the other side of the world and just meeting people that like there was one girl that literally lives like 40 minutes away from me, but I would have, I would have probably never met her in my life. But the fact that we just both flew, happened to fly, fly out there and meet each other uh, with the same passion and interest, it's just, it was just insane. And you mentioned you've been to Brazil, but I was just wondering, have you got any like standout memories from your previous travels? Any particular countries that stand out where you had such a, like, a great experience? Yeah, I think Brazil is definitely the top one. I've been, I've been to Brazil, Morocco and India just before uh, the whole coronavirus kicked off, but Brazil's definitely the the number one best one. I went there. It was the first time I'd been traveling and I went alone for three weeks and it was just, I'd dreamed of going there since I was a little girl. So it was just an incredible, it was literally just a dream come true. It was like one of, some of the best three weeks of my life. But I'd definitely say India was great as well. Like, um, like I say, just being in a completely different culture and we were working with like kids in the slums out there as well. So I definitely say like the highlight, the highlights of India were working with the kids and same in Brazil, we were doing the same out there, but also just getting to see such a beautiful country and being around some just, just amazing people when I've been volunteering really. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I um, I actually did some volunteering as well in India back in uh, yeah. back in 2018, um, like the start of my gap year. And uh, I was in India for a month and two of the, two of the weeks um, I was out there, I volunteered in like a local primary school in Goa and um yeah. it was amazing it was just so rewarding and um you know Goa is a beautiful place and yeah I like I just when you're talking about volunteering I'd highly recommend for people to go out and volunteer like around the world yeah. it's such a rewarding and eye-opening experience um so yeah. yeah it's it's a great opportunity um we'll move on from travel now to um to talking about YouTube I feel like we could talk about YouTube for for quite a while so I'll, I'll move straight on yeah. to the first question about YouTube which was you know, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out on YouTube with zero subscribers? Oh, that is a difficult one. <laughs> um, I'm constantly learning every day new things, but I'd say the the biggest thing you shouldn't be shy of doing, which has taken me a long time, is not doing every single idea that you think of. I, back when I was beginning... I would think of that idea for that week and I'd just do it straight away. It would just be one idea. Yeah, I'll do that. Sounds like a good idea. Something that I'm starting to learn now is to just sit and brainstorm for a bit and try and actually 
spend time developing my ideas, thinking of ideas that, number one, I'm going to enjoy making, number two, my current audience are going to enjoy, and number three, an idea that may gain new uh, viewers, like whether it's something that's currently trending or I think there's a great app called uh, TubeBuddy I've been using, which basically just, um, if you type in keywords of a video that you're thinking of making, so it could be, I don't know, like, like the last video I did was like, it was, I don't know if you've ever seen like the six versus one series where they, it was basically like a speed dating thing, but um, I like typed in the keywords of that on TubeBuddy and it was ranking really high in uh, like the search results. So I think it's just factoring those three things, taking time to brainstorm and just trying to find new ways of bringing in sort of an audience. And I guess, I mean, this question kind of links to the answer you've just given, but what do you think you have to do to be successful on YouTube? Is it is it luck? Is it being consistent? Is it having creativity? Is it collaboration? Do you think it's one of those or do you think it's like a combination of all of those? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say it's a bit of everything. Um I think the most important, uh, you've got to be having fun with it. If you if you're doing it for the sake of doing it, it's not gonna you're not gonna be able to last. Because I've been, I mean, I've been doing this current channel for two years now, and but I've been posting since I was about eleven, and it's something that you've literally just got to keep at, and you just got to constantly try to be improving and just. I'd say definitely don't be shy of like kind of studying YouTube because that's something that I've not done for a long time. It's only recently that I've really been on this course that I've started doing it. Just seeing what kind... I kind of see like the YouTube algorithm as kind of like a stomach. So if you come up with an idea that it doesn't like, it's going to reject it. It's going to spit it back out. It's not going to want it. But if you come up with ideas that the algorithm likes, it's going to, you know, enjoy it and it's going to want more of it and you're going to get more views. So I think it's just always making sure you're making content that makes you happy, but also, you know, trying to find inventive ways to bring in a new audience, I think is the main thing. I guess it's finding a balance, isn't it, between like creating content that you really enjoy, but also remembering that like you're creating content for an audience so it's trying to make sure that it caters to like their what they want to see as well I feel like it is quite a balance and I feel like um you know I've listened to a lot of YouTubers and sort of in podcasts and interviews and stuff and I feel like that balance can be quite hard to find initially and it takes a bit of time to sort of discover like the content that the creator themselves enjoys creating but also making sure that you know they are achieving growth on YouTube and growth on YouTube is views and subscribers and and engagement and that sort of thing so yeah that balance I guess is is super important um we'll move on to sort of the world of content creation now I guess is very sort of there's so much we could talk about it but I was sort of just wondering you know your opinions on we'll start with nfts what what's what's your opinion of of nfts uh um I'm not gonna lie at the very beginning I heard a lot about them and I just kind of thought it was rubbish. Like I just thought it was some like daft idea that someone had come up with. But after I've actually researched into them a lot and I was out before creating I would started to make a video about NFTs. Um but I don't know if you've heard of the podcasters or YouTubers Colin and Samir. Yeah. They actually mm-hmm. ran they ran one of the workshops um but they've I think they releasing an nft recently and i was watching all their like the video about that and following what they've been doing with that and 
I kind of understand it a lot more. I think it's difficult to kind of wrap your head around at the beginning, but once you actually start to delve into the world, uh, world of NFTs, it actually makes a lot of sense. It's literally just art, but online, which I think everything's going to eventually go digital. So it makes sense that, you know, art is as well. It's just one of those things that's also going on the internet now. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I watched the, the Collins and Samir video um, before they released mm-hmm. their own NFT and it was them trying to understand what nfts are themselves and they were speaking to other creators and sort of experts and they were yeah just trying to educate themselves about it so it's super cool that they've just released their own nft and i think it's the start of many youtubers and creators you know creating nfts and and it being a big part of you know the world of like content creation um what about what about pokemon are you sort of into that have you followed logan paul and all his pokemon stuff or is it something that you sort of don't really follow too much yeah, I do. I mean, I've I watch Logan's podcast, so I've heard a lot about it. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the whole Pokemon stuff myself, but I have watched a couple of couple of the videos. I find it crazy how much some of these like cards are uh, selling for. It's, I just yeah. find it, I'm kind of very open minded to all that stuff, so I just kind of I'm not very invested in it, but I do find it quite interesting to just learn about and see what's going on. But yeah, that's. That was quite a crazy, was it the beginning of the year or the start of last year? I lose track of time, to be honest. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, a bit crazy. it's, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Pokemon myself, but I was just more so interested in, like you said, like how one card has so much value and Logan Paul yeah. really is the person responsible for that. His hype about it all and buying all the boxes and all the packs and the different cards, he really increase the value of of the pokemon cards and i think that just shows the sort of i guess it shows the influence that someone like logan paul has in anything really to sort of cause such a dramatic increase in people talking about pokemon buying pokemon how much the the cards are valued so yeah that in itself was pretty crazy um and then finally you know youtube boxing events the youtube versus tiktok boxing event coming up something you're interested in or just sort of followed and and seen um to be honest i've been i've been following the whole boxing thing since um i don't know if you know that joe weller in this uh his friend like theo baker had a boxing match before everything else happened and then ksi like called joe out after that fight i've been following the whole boxing thing since then i think to be honest i think the whole i mean good on them like the whole tiktok boxing thing i'm sure you know they'll make a lot of money and i'm sure a lot of people will watch it i think it's starting to get a bit old now the whole boxing thing i'd say you have to it's one of those things you've just got to innovate in like i'm definitely interested in the path that uh, logan paul and jake paul are going on just because i mean to fight floyd may whether like one of the best boxers in the world is just well arguably the best boxer in the world is just an insane thing to think that logan paul is going to do that and i think that just comes down to again what those brothers are doing like love them or hate them i don't really have an opinion on them personally but what they're doing career-wise is just like you can't deny that it's incredible what they're doing within the career yeah it's crazy isn't it i feel like obviously logan had you know 2017 with the the japan video and obviously his career really you know it the his YouTube, he lost, I mean, I don't know how many subscribers he lost, but he really lost, he he was losing that platform, really. And, and it was only sort of, I guess, in the last 
year, two years, that he's really sort of picked back up on YouTube. And obviously his fight with KSI, I think also sort of, you know, it restarted his career in a way. And since the mm -hmm. fight with KSI, he's, yeah, I mean, he's done NFTs, he's done Pokemon, he's got the fight with Floyd, May you know, Floyd Mayweather, like you said, and um, that in itself is crazy. That shows where content creators are now, right? The fact that someone like Logan Paul is fighting arguably one of the best boxers of all time. You know, yeah. gonna, they're going to make millions. It's going to just be one of the biggest boxing fights probably ever. And, and it's showing the crossover between like professional sport and uh, like entertainment content creators. And that I think is showing just how powerful someone like Logan Paul is nowadays to um, to get involved in all these different things. Um, so we'll... we'll yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, go no, you go, you go. I, I was just going to say, they're definitely innovating the space. And I think like Logan's the perfect example of, I mean, he obviously messed up huge in his career and, you know, it was a very bad what he did. But I think he's one of the cases, there's a lot of obviously like YouTube drama and stuff that goes on on the internet. And I think he's one of the cases of someone that has actually gen genuinely taken time to uh, try and improve himself and realise how messed up what he did was and I think he's you know proved and shown over the years that you know he's trying to do better yeah. which I think is all you can do when you do something like that at the end of the day as bad as it was he's obviously done his best to try and uh, do what he can for the cause and everything and yeah fair play to him he's doing big steps in his career yeah no definitely um we'll finish up by sort of just talking a little bit about mental health so I explained before we started recording um it's a big part of one glow 360 and everything i do and and talk about um not just on the podcast but sort of my social media and everything so um i've been mm -hmm. asking these questions to every person on the creating our series this week uh just about sort of you know how important to you is raising awareness about mental health uh i think it's mental health is one of those things that i feel like in the uk especially it's not as much as Obviously, there is a lot of awareness for mental health. I think when it comes to kind of healthcare, there's not enough actual help for people with mental health, like the waiting times. And I don't know if you've heard of like CAMS, the young people's mental health. I don't feel like there's a lot lacking in not even just mental health, but healthcare in general. Like the NHS is obviously like crumbling at the moment in the UK. So I definitely think it is literally one of the most important things at the minute for people to be doing is to raise awareness, especially drawing obviously the global pandemic, even though a lot of people are dying of the virus, there's also a lot of people that meant, people's mental health has just plummeted, obviously being locked indoors alone. I can't even imagine, especially like old people that are living alone. Like, I think this is probably one of the most important times of entire history that mental health really needs to be getting raised awareness for, because we've never really had anything like this before. Well, maybe hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but not to kind of the, the global degree that it is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's been completely unprecedented times, right? Like you said, you know, this has impacted the whole world. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's definitely affected me, you know, my mental health this year with the pandemic. It's been a challenging time, you know, for everyone really around the world. It's impacted everyone. Like you said, it's a global thing. So I think more than ever, it's just like, raising awareness and also like encouraging people to have open and honest conversations and you know even just something really simple like checking in on friends and family and just asking how people are doing and things like that is just so important um so I was just wondering also like what do you think we can all do to help raise awareness do you think 
social media has a role to play? Do you think influencers and people like Airac talking about mental health could sort of reduce the stigma and, you know, break down the stereotypes that people may potentially have about mental health? What do you think we can all do? Yeah, I definitely think when it comes to influencers and stuff, obviously using their platforms will be an incredible step forward. I think like a huge part of my career and what I want to do in the future, I do want to like open up charities and stuff around mental health. And I think it, as influencers, it will really help to shape the future of what healthcare and stuff looks like within mental health awareness and everything. I think also putting pressure on governments and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, as much as, as great as it is that influencers have voice, they need to know how to use them. I think obviously it is the government that gets the deciding vote on what the NHS and healthcare will look like in the future. And yeah, I think it is, like you say, just reaching out to people. Even if you're not like some influencer with a million followers, just even just checking in on family members, checking in on friends, I think that's just the most important thing. There's something that every single person can be doing to, you know, just help people and just being kind to people at the end of the day, isn't it? There's too many people in the world that just don't care and <laughs> I think it's just one of them. Yeah, definitely. It's just... Yeah, I think just being kind and, you know, random acts of kindness and checking in on people and um, supporting one another. You know, there's going to be a big, you know, impact from this pandemic in terms of mental health. You know, for a lot of people, they've experienced difficulties with their mental health during the pandemic. But for a lot, it will come, you know, after. So, yeah, it's all about just, yeah, being supportive, being kind to people and, um, yeah, just supporting one another especially with things like youtube obviously having like supportive friends is so important right we'll just i'll finish up on just the importance of like support on youtube obviously it's a it can be a difficult platform at times you know especially when you you can be putting so much effort into it and you know making sacrifices just how important for you has been the support of your family and friends yeah i think it's i mean i can't even describe that to be honest just because obviously I mean, during, I properly started the YouTube journey. I've always, always done it. But when we went into lockdown, I just started going like, I just have to keep constantly making videos. And that's when the real ground started for it. I think it's helped me a lot through just keeping myself occupied through obviously lockdown and stuff. But in terms of like a lot of my friends do jump in the videos and it helps a lot with making ideas and it just makes it a lot more fun. And obviously... I think no matter what, I'm quite a headstrong person. So I think I'd always, no matter what, I've been following like this dream. But it just makes it so much easier when you have support of a people, supportive people around you that don't kind of try and force you into a different way or make you feel like you shouldn't be doing this with your life, you know, stuff like that. I think everyone, my close family and my close friends are all supportive of what I'm doing and that. I don't really care about anyone else. That's all that matters really once you uh, have that. Yeah, hundred percent. I I couldn't agree more. And um, just a massive thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Just finishing up, where can we find you on on social media, and where can we find you on YouTube? Uh, yeah, so it's Ellie Marie TV on everything, everywhere, <laughs> any social media platform. That's where you'll uh, find me. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, and it's been so interesting to hear your perspective on. Yeah, all things YouTube, creator now, travel, mental health. Um, Yeah, it's been a pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you very much.